Hi, this is Lori. And this is Rachel. Welcome to Tales, Tales from, from the Rock Side. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Mom. Or Lori. What should I call you? Hey, call me what you want. Hey, lady. Call me uh, Hoochie Mama. I'm not calling you Hoochie Mama. <laughs> I've decided. I'm making the executive decision. I'm not calling you Hoochie Mama. Call me. Um, I don't know. Call me Ishmael. I can, I can call you Mama Karn, not Mama Kaz. You could. Which brings us to our episode today. <laughs> In a roundabout way, it does. Hey, Very nice. Thank you. Wow, smooth transitions. That was the best transition I That's could come up with. That's all we have here is smooth transitions. <laughs> That's our name of our new podcast, yes. actually. Yes, it's a podcast about smooth transitions. And none of them are smooth. <laughs> Truly not. Uh, today's episode, as Rachel said, it's all about the summer of love, 1967, primarily San Francisco. It's the summer of love. Wrong song. <laughs> Is that a real song? No, I was singing The Circle of Life, but Summer of Love. Oh, <laughs> sorry. I, I know. I'm, I'm aware that, that I'm tone deaf. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I couldn't. I was going to keep going, but I couldn't think of anything clever. Just like normal. <laughs> <laughs> and what's different this time? Wow. <laughs> um, welcome, welcome to the My Mom Reads Me <laughs> Filth podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, source material for this one is from the article All You Need is the Summer of Love How 1967 Sparked a Revelation Revolution sorry by Revelation. Paul McGinnis I know Revelation I know I might be a little tongue tied tonight today <laughs> already already wow what did you have to eat did yeah. you drink you did brunch <laughs> and celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love by Robert Love oh no way great name was it did he change his last name to Love or Probably when he wrote the article, he probably changes his name every time he writes a different article. <laughs> you know, I'm going to change my last name my last name to Rockside. Go for it. Yeah. I'm going to change mine to Shade. Lori Shade. <laughs> that sounds like a stripper. <laughs> we, there's does. nothing wrong with being a stripper, but that's a funny-ass stripper name. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, anyway... I'm primarily going to focus on what was happening in San Francisco during the summer of 1967. Sounds good. The phenomenon known as the Summer of Love, it really began in January. Oh, summer. Even it's the summer. Well, it's, I mean, they're also in California. It's fucking summer all the time. True. You know. True. Fuck you, California. But what happened on January 14th <laughs> is they had an, there was an event that was put together called the Human Bee Inn. Bee Inn? Like B? Bee Inn. B E. Dash I N. Oh, okay. I was thinking B, like B E E, like adorable honeybees. No, it was. I think it's kind of like a, a play because B N almost sounds like being, like human being. Oh. But also, it's like a be yourself. We're all gonna get together, have an inn where we're gonna be ourselves. We're sort of a human be in. Yeah, it's <laughs> not good. I don't. I don't like it. I'm I mean, just... it did happen over fifty years ago, so I or sixty years ago, so I don't really think they care whether you like. The I'm name just or saying, not. I don't, the name they really could have done better. Yeah. I, the concept, I have no problem with. There were a lot of like a lot of like put together happenings that they called that something in like a love in or a be in. Or... Well, a love in is just a whorehouse. <laughs> no, they <laughs> I'm were. Kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was 
fucking in i n n get it yeah i gotcha i gotcha and while it sounds fun it's not yeah. not what i'm talking about it's anyway not, it's not a swingers club well <laughs> kind of this was held at golden gate golden gate park in san francisco mm-hmm. And it was put together because there was a new California law that was that went into effect in October that uh, banned LSD. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming that they just did this to go do LSD? Yeah. I mean, LSD was not a banned drug. Right. Before that. And it, it had started out being used in, like, um, psychiatry. Yeah. It was, like, experimental. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think they started realizing, oh, no, it's just making people, you know, fucked up and having trips. I so mean. <laughs> let's ban it. So it the law went into place in October of 1966, and then they did this ban, you know, just kind of be like, oh hey, we really want our LSD back, you know. So it's a protest. It's an LSD. It's kind protest. of. It was sort of a protest. It's like a like a sit-in. Yeah. Or a march or something. Yeah. It was kind of like let's but, get like, together and talk about yeah. how much we miss LSD, even though we still have tons of it around. <laughs> I wouldn't do that if we were something that's still around right now, like. I really miss popcorn. <laughs> it's like there's popcorn down the street. But yeah, there's popcorn everywhere. Exactly. That's the joke. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought it would be like, you know, it's like a, a flavor of Pop-Tarts they don't make anymore or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. What were yeah. those really good ones that they don't make anymore? Oh, it's those vanilla cream ones. The vanilla ones. cream ones. Those oh, ones are fucking good. So good. They're, they taste just like icing. It's like vanilla icing. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. really good. Um, anyway, let's get back to what we're talking about. <laughs> That's our about. Pop-Tart podcast. Sorry. <laughs> um... The human being was a BN was announced on the cover of the San Francisco Oracle, which was kind of like the hippie newspaper. Yeah, it's called the Oracle. Exactly. I mean. Exactly. But it was called a gathering of the tribes for a human being. I know. It, like, I'm trying... looking looking back. It looks like wow, this is so cheesy. It's so cheesy. But it's... at the time, they were like, "Oh my god, it's revolutionary." It's wow. really hard thinking about it now because I just imagined a bunch of people that don't smell very good. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. Oh, and anyway, I forgot about. Um, also, there's a playlist on Spotify that corresponds to the as usual. As always. Um, so go listen to it. I I kind of put it together using some of the lists of like the top songs mm-hmm. of that time frame. And so there's a lot of very popular songs in there. And then there's some songs in there that I hadn't heard of before. So that's yeah. kind of fun. Very cool. Yep. So uh, it was at this, like, rally, this festival, whatever you want to call it. Hangout sesh. Um, yeah. Timothy Leary made his first San Francisco appearance. Oh. And this was when he first, in his speech, said his famous phrase. Do you know what it is? Uh, I don't. Uh, turn on, tune in, and drop out. I did not know that that was a Yeah, famous. that's what he was, he was known for, like, say, talking about use LSD yeah. to get a wider consciousness, and that was his catchphrase. Turn, what is it? Turn on, tune in, and drop out. Um, You've never heard that before? I feel like I've heard it, but I don't, I just, I just didn't know what the context was. Okay. So. Uh, music was uh, provided by a host of the local rock bands. Sweet. Which included Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> I like when local rock bands are like. Oh, these huge these famous huge, names. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know, yeah, at the yeah. time. Really funny. Uh, Grateful Dead, Big Brother and the Holding <laughs> yeah, Company. That's so funny. Yeah, Quicksilver, Messenger Service, and Blue Cheer, which Blue are lesser che- known, but still. Blue Cheer is a yeah. cute fucking name. Yeah. Um, the Who is called the Underground Chemist, Owlsley Stanley. Ooh, nice name. Uh, Osley. It might be Osley Stanley. I liked Osley, but whatever. It might be. Uh, he provided massive amounts of his white lightning LSD that he well, made specifically for the event. 
Nice. Do people still make drugs specifically for events? Not LSD, but probably some. But like. Yeah. Because I mean, there was that time when they were making like ecstasy for raves. Oh, yeah, that's true. I think they still, I think that's still a thing. Is it? I think so. I don't know. I don't go to raves. Shocker. I don't leave the house. Um, But I don't know. Yeah, I don't, hey, I don't know either. Hey, do you make drugs specifically for parties? Yeah. <laughs> Let us and know. I mean, do they, they do, like, do they make custom Molly for parties? In, You're asking like, the, wrong, years ago? the wrong, the wrong, 10 years ago. Molly was when I was in college, so not 10 years ago. It wasn't that long ago? I thought it was no. about that long ago. No, it was seven years ago. Wow. <laughs> such wow. a difference. Oh, I forgot how old I am. <laughs> such a difference. Ooh, I got old. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, also at this event, James Radu and Jerome Ragney were there. You know who they are? Who? Rodu and Ragney? Rad, Rado make, and Ragney. Did they make the radish? No. I don't know who they are. They got inspiration for their musical that they made. Hair? Yes. Oh, I was trying to think of hippie musicals. Yes. I know, hair was the was only hair. one. That was it. Huh. Let's see. Oh, probably the producers. <laughs> A musical that makes no sense yeah, for yeah. yeah. Um, somewhere between twenty thousand and thirty thousand people attended. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of LSD. It, yeah, it, it kind of took like the national media by surprise that like, oh my god, all these people went to this thing that we'd never heard of. And did LSD. And so there was yeah. <laughs> Just so they started there was like a lot of news reports that were talking about it um, across the country. You know, most of them were probably like Ha ha ha! Guess what those dirty people in San yeah. Francisco did. You know, <laughs> this night on ABC News, we're talking about the hippies. Basically, <laughs> that kind of shit. basically, yeah. 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 And uh, so, it, for a lot of like across the country, for a lot of young people that were like, I hate my small town and I hate my parents and da 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 whatever, they were just like. Ooh, this clarion call, San Francisco. This is where all the cool people are hanging out. No, no. <laughs> so, so a lot of them started going to the Haight Ashbury district yeah. of San Francisco. Of course, there was also little pockets in New York and the pockets in Canada and some places yeah, yeah. in Europe that that um, hippies were there. But mostly, it was San Francisco. That's where the largest concentration was. That sounds awful. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am so not like. I mean, as we go, you'll see the beginning of it was I'm pretty sure. awful, pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty awesome. I'm sure the beginning, but I'm just thinking of like fucking just tons of just not smelling great people that you're like crowded around and they're all asking you questions. And I'm like, don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you um, know. <laughs> so the term hippies came, it, it was kind of a derivative of the term hipster. Yeah. Which came from the beatnik movement of the 50s. And they were also sometimes called flower children. I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. It was mostly teens and some young adults, you know, college-age students that maybe weren't heading to college um, who were just looking for something like they knew is either get a job or get drafted into the Army yeah. or let go, me, to, go, go to do San something Fran different. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here for a little exactly. while. Exactly. It says most were suspicious of the government. They were rejecting the, the consumerist thing. They didn't want to I mean, get a job, get a house. They didn't want to follow that same track. Yeah. They wanted looking for something different. I'm, I'm on the board with the with, uh, uh, suspicious of the government thing because I like conspiracies. Gotcha. But... If you're doing enough LSD, you're going to see be suspicious of a lot of shit. Yeah. So. So, and generally, they were more interested in being, like, more artistic, too. Right. So they didn't want to just get the corporate job or, you know, they wanted to do something a little more involved in music or mm-hmm. painting or poetry or 
getting to some different a lot of more like rejecting their church upbringing and they were looking not to say we're going to reject religion but we're going to reject these strict religions we're looking for something that talks more about a higher power versus you know the old white man in the yeah. in the sky who puts judgment on you yeah <laughs> you know? who gets mad at you for doing something yeah yeah it's like we want something slightly different than yeah. that um at this time, there was also a real steady and gradual escal- escalation into the Vietnam War. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of the young people were, you know, they're seeing their relatives, brothers, friends go to get drafted and then oftentimes, you know, be killed and not come yeah. home. I remember the end of hair. Spoiler Yeah. for the end of hair. Yeah. Okay. In case you haven't I seen think it. it's okay. It's been, I don't know. It's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't know what the, like, you know, the... Uh, what's the leeway time on spoilers is it well i think 50 years is pretty pretty good, pretty okay. good. yeah pretty so good. i can spoil uh hair and i can spoil uh rosebud is a sled and sure <laughs> sure and everything in gone with the wind to the south lost I don't think that's much of a spoiler. <laughs> Rhett leaves. How's that? Soil the greenest people. La la la. Okay. Anyway. Okay. And all of our spoilers are movie based. I'm sorry. Is there spoilers for other things? I mean, there's. I think so. Isn't there? Maybe not. I don't know. Spoiler alert. Uh, we put. We did a podcast. I don't know what else you spoil. No. Spoiler alert. Our president is a jerk. <laughs> That's not a spoiler either. If you told people oh, 20 well. years ago, they might be like, what? Yeah. You know, all you people that were shocked that we hired, that we elected an actor, guess what? It gets worse. I'm so sorry. I have, I have more things to tell you. You're a time traveler, but you're just like, you just go back in time and you're like, I'm so sorry. Seriously. So anyway, so like all these kids were just being like, okay, where should we go? They see these reports. They go, let's go to San Francisco. We we want to do something completely different from what our parents are doing. It's like a big youth rebel yeah. rebellion, Which basically. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so many of them arrived without any money or a place to sleep or food or anything like that. They just were like, let's just go. Let's just pull out whatever. You're like, I got a hundred bucks. Let's go. I can't even travel without knowing like. Yeah, and most of them Do were I like, I'm mean, not most of them, but I say a lot of them were hitchhiking too. So, <laughs> yeah. But hitchhiking was a lot, considered to be a lot safer in those days. That sounds awful. So, um, but they all went down to the Haight Ashbury, which was even then a fairly rundown area yeah. of, you've of been the to, city. You've been to the Haight? I have been to the Haight. I was at an awesome record store down there. It was a I'm lot sure. of fun. We just kind of spent a day walking around. That it's, makes sense. It's fun. I would like to go to Haight Ashbury. Yeah. I wouldn't want to live there. But, no. You know, visiting is fun. I mean, San Francisco is extremely expensive. I wouldn't want to live anywhere. But anyway. <laughs> that's a whole other story but Sorry, anyway, San Fran. <laughs> once they were there they were like you know taking drugs and well, making love and making music and like 20 and younger yeah like, yeah yeah um it says part of what the feeling of the community was they said is that you could just you could walk out your door and there's a couple people standing there and you can tell they're hippies and you just go up and you go hey man start talking and everybody's just like hey you want to come over to my house it was just very community involved. I, I would hate that. <laughs> but that's kind of, kind of nice, I think. It depends. It was just, it was very inclusive. It's the early yeah, days. Yeah, that's kind of nice. it was too overcrowded, it was very much a, you, you always could walk out your door and find a friend. That's fair. I'm just thinking. But as, you don't have to walk out your door. Yeah, see. 
You can stay inside if you want, Rachel. You can hide. I would do that. I would hide and I would be like. But on those rare occasions where you're like, I should need some human interaction. No. You could you could just go out. Do I out have pets? And... I don't need human interaction. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. So this is pre- it wasn't for you. Yeah, this is pre-Sims, so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need it. I don't want it. <laughs> I'm not interested. Um, author PJ O'Rourke said about his hippie days, you name it and I believed it. I believed love was all you need. I believed drugs could make you a better person. I believed I could hitchhike to California with 35 cents and people would be glad to feed me. I believe the age of Aquarius was about to happen, with the exception of anything my parents said. I believed everything. Wow, which is, I think, what everybody's mindset yeah, was at the yeah. time. I mean, I liked the first couple. Yes, and yeah. pop art, pop artist Peter Max. You know who Peter yeah, Max I know is. Peter Pac- Peter said Max it was a is... great cultural revolution. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm sure that they had a blast. It just sounds awful for me. Yes, <laughs> yes. Out of this whole thing came the peace movement, um, mm-hmm. ecology, natural foods, yoga, meditation, animal rights, and some great rock music from yeah. Jimi Hendrix, Bob Dylan, The Beatles, Who, Ravi Shankar, Mamas and Papas, and so many others. Joplin. James yep. Joplin, who yep. I fucking love, so that's awesome. Yeah, we'll do a whole episode I know. on her. We'll do a whole jazz at some point. She's dope. Um, in February, the Beatles had released a double A single of Strawberry Fields Forever, Penny Lane, <sighs> which is on our playlist. And that kind of ushered in that whole era of experimentation in music. Mm-hmm. Um, weird instruments. Yes, and, and just doing some different things. I say things. weird. There's, I guess they're just weird to American ears. Yeah, there's know. some really interesting things about the recording of Strawberry Fields itself that we will talk about. When we ever get when to we, the Beatles. When we get to the Beatles eventually. That's a the big, multi-part that's a big Beatles. Old, that's a big old tackle. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, it's they were really starting to be like, let's see what the possibilities of what we can do in the studio. Hmm. Um, and then a few months later, they released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yep. Uh, which was really like, if there was one album of that summer, that was the album. You heard it all, everywhere you went. You hear it all still. Well, all yeah, time. of course, of course. I mean, it's just so, mm-hmm. it's so ingrained into culture. It's kind of funny to think of where it started yeah it's kind of neat uh the rolling stones released an album called their satanic majesty's request once again which was kind of their sergeant pepper answer album it's it's an interesting album yeah Yeah, it's an interesting album because it's like the kind of music that you don't typically hear of from the rolling stones yeah it's a little more lovey trippy dippy than the stones who are at core a blues band are known for there's a couple songs on the playlist from them too fun yeah very fun uh the doors released their debut album I like the doors. And there was new work from Bob Dylan, Jimi Hendrix, the Moody Blues, and this in the San Francisco Bay Area bands like Grateful Dead, Jefferson Airplane, Big Brother and Holy Company were starting to get more well-known, more popular. Okay. Then in June, June 16th through the 18th in Monterey, California, there was the Monterey International Pop Music Festival. They were trying to make um, the Monterey Jazz Festival has been a festival for years and years and I've years. I've heard of the jazz festival. Before. Yeah, yeah, very well known. So they were trying to do this like pop music version of Cute. it. I'm I don't know why it didn't continue on because it was yeah, very I was successful. Say, it sounds like it would be something. It, it is, that and would there's still work. Yeah, and they they filmed it. There's videos of it out mm-hmm. there. All of like some of those classic performances that you think of when you think of some of these big bands. A lot of them are from there. Um, yeah, I am surprised it didn't continue, especially with the the festival scene currently is a huge thing. And yeah, it's kind of surprising that a big, uh, uh, not corporation, but like a known festival didn't mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the acts that were in it were uh, Jefferson Airplane again, The Who, The Grateful Dead, The Jimi Hendrix Experience, Big Brother and the Holding Company. 
Eric Burden and the Animals, Otis Redding, Ravi Shankar, and the Mamas and the Papas. I've seen the uh, Jimi Hendrix experience mm -hmm. from that. It's very cool. Mm -hmm. uh, John Phillips of the Mamas and the Papas was one of the organizers. Oh, okay. And he wrote a song called San Francisco, Be Sure to Wear Some Flowers in Your Hair, which is what we get our episode title from. Yes, very cute. Yeah, he wrote that to promote the event, and he, ha he gave it to his friend Scott McKenzie, and it was released in May like just a month before the festival almost like a promo song kind of which is very cool actually i'm mm -hmm. into that kind of yeah it's a very yeah. catchy song yeah. too. um and so one of the things i did want to say that i noticed when i put together the playlist was that a lot of the songs that were popular in that summer um outside of like the big bands the ones that were in the studios doing very polished works a lot of them almost have a kind of garage band kind of a oh, sound that's to cool. them. Yeah. yeah there's although they're they're like trippy and psychedelic and talking about more psychedelic things there's a real kind of a a lot of it's probably homegrown yeah you know, yeah it's all that almost a diy sound yeah to them. which makes sense i mean the the hippie movement is not unlike things like the punk movement or very yeah. DIY, uh, even the current, like, no-label movement and stuff like yeah. that is yeah. very similar. Yeah, I really dug it because I, 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 my aesthetic tends to be more towards the, mm -hmm. you know, the more you have a, raw. Yeah, you like a good, a good grungy yeah. sound. Not that I can't no, appreciate yeah. somebody who's a real studio rat, but, you know, I don't fall into the prog rock kind of arena as yeah. much as I fall into the punk rock. Yeah, you you hit a more of like a grunge tone, mm -hmm. a little rougher sound. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, which I definitely appreciate as well. When yeah. we get to prog rock, that's going to be real fun. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting. Sorry, Bob. Pull some people in to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, fashion wise, the hippies were like because they had no money, so they were hitting up the thrift stores. Yeah, the DIY. Yeah, yeah. and you got to think about a lot of what's at thrift stores are clothes that were popular a decade or two beforehand. So they would go through the thrift stores and they'd start pulling out the stuff that looked a little, um, what do I want to say? A little more eclectic. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they don't want to wear the stuff that, and this is like 1960s. So they're pulling out the stuff from forties and before right. that are like more Edwardian looking clothes, if they can find them. Um, a little more um like a lot of the women were wearing like the floor length lace dresses and some feather boas which is why it all looks really soft yes you know you see pictures of like the the hippie movement and stuff it all looks like they're in very like worn and soft kind of yeah. colors because it is worn and it is probably soft e exactly it's been for exactly a while. and of course just blue jeans and granny well, glasses yeah. and work shirts and that kind of stuff was everybody was wearing those i love i love granny glasses i'm with them on that yeah 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 i'm here for that that's pretty cute yeah i don't know about most of the other outfits i like a i like a long dress i guess i'm not sure it's so crazy about long dresses because i'm short and that's they don't true. work really well but i like me a lace dress i do like lace yeah, yeah very pretty i'm here for a lace yep um and poster artists were making posters that were advertising the shows obviously. i'm aware of this <laughs> and they were using the victorian display fonts and the elements from the art nouveau poster movement and they combine those with all the psychedelic colors. So, like, um, a lot of the Fillmore East uh, posters were very much in this, what they consider the style. And oh, yeah. I've seen, I've, obviously, I've seen quite a few. <laughs> by the way, so was our logo, our logo inspired, is inspired by that. Yes, our, our logo was inspired by, ooh, dog. Okay, we had to stop to try to calm a dog down because yeah, she wouldn't stop barking. She was very interested in whatever was going on outside. So, yes. sorry about that. Um 
So anyway, what we were talking about was I asked Rachel if our logo was inspired by... Yes, so I thoroughly enjoy all these very old psychedelic posters. Um, I looked at a lot of Jefferson Airplanes, got some really, really cool uh, posters from back when they were doing uh, artwork and posters, and it's all from the 60s and 70s. Uh, inspiration, I think their colors are really dope. I don't know, I don't have a lot of... Uh, reasons why I like it I just love doing it so that's why I drew inspiration for our podcast logo from them yeah yeah and most of these were concerts that were at the Fillmore East yeah a lot of them were at the Fillmore East uh a lot of uh just my mom was in the papas had some cool posters everybody's a lot of people got really dope posters if you ever just want to look up classic yeah. The Grateful Dead had a lot of really Grateful cool Dead ones had a too. lot of cool ones. The colors in the uh, Jefferson Airplane ones are some of my favorite. They, they whoever did their art for them really wanted to fuck with some color, which I, I appreciate. It's just mm -hmm. weird. So, a big fan. If you are just are curious, look up some of the, the older posters. They're really cool. I've seen a couple of them too, and uh, you can look at, see it in that like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So mm -hmm. You can see there's a whole there's a whole room of them at the Cincy Cincy one. Yeah, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, okay, there was a community action group called the Diggers, and they were trying to, their whole movement was to create a society that was free from using money and capitalism. Um, Are they looking for, like, like a trade society? Like a... Kind of, okay. yeah. Yeah, they were kind of a little anarchist-ish. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. the whole hippie movement has a little bit of that anarchy. Yeah, they, they organized free concerts and some street theater. Street theater. Yeah. And they started free stores using, like, items that were discarded and stuff. Did you go in and trade, or was it... Um, it a little... I think it was a little of, bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. A bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, they encouraged donations, for sure. Well, yeah. I yeah. was just curious. I didn't know what their... Like, what their... Uh, if they did any currency at all or yeah not. I, I don't think so but i don't think i also think that they encouraged not only said encouraged donations but also maybe encouraged that you would trade in some work for what you were taking to okay. you know some volunteer hours that I kind see. of thing that makes sense um and then because there were so many people that were coming into the area there started to become a need for some medical care so they the diggers established a free medical clinic I would appreciate that. Yes, to this day. it was staffed by volunteers. A lot yeah. of like uh, students that were very cool, you know, medical students stuff like that. Um, they also provided a free food service at Golden Gate Park every day at four o'clock. They oh, feed nice. about a hundred people. They were known for making this stew that was made with uh, donated meat, <laughs> which was often stolen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, they'd look to say that it was fresh, but I yeah, the words donated meat make me think of like human body parts which i'm no so sure it's not that no but i think they would go to the butcher and be like do you have any stuff that didn't sell right. and that kind of stuff which is fair yeah yeah and then uh, same thing with vegetables you know donated yeah, yeah, yeah. vegetables it's just donated meat sounds way more gruesome than it probably yeah, is it really does <laughs> they also had a they also made this whole wheat bread called digger bread I've heard that of they that. would bake it in in uh, old coffee cans. Yeah, I've heard of that before. Yeah, and so that kind of was this. It helped fuel the movement towards natural foods. Yeah. Um, like one of the reasons that there was the movement towards natural foods was that number one, it was cheaper because you could usually find somebody that had like had a home garden and they had vegetables left that they couldn't use. So that's all whole foods. It's yeah. not processed. And I mean, you can find seeds and yeah like, mm, yeah and that kind of stuff exactly too. exactly so it was cheap right um 
rather than just buying you know pre-made food so that did then it can kind of continue that whole movement towards you know which continues which is ongoing ongoing Mm -hmm. yep very cool very interesting yeah yeah so this whole summer was this like i said this kind of magical time but more and more people kept pouring into the community and it started to get a little uh, stretched thin, I guess you could I'm say. Sure. Yeah. And then, of course, the media was constantly doing stories about it, which then brought tourists into the yeah, area. Yeah, I was going to say tourists, kind of. Yeah. So that was even making it more, you know, congested. Yeah. And so the... Well, and with tourists comes, if they're looking for all this, like, capital free and all that kind of shit, tourists bring money. True. So true. now you're getting money yes. involved and people tend to act differently when money is involved. Absolutely. No offense to the real hippie dippies who stayed strong with your values. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. But a lot of people don't. So So the the who were the people that were kind of the leaders of this of the counterculture movement, um, they decided to hold a mock funeral procession commemorating the death of the hippie. And they did this on October 6th, 1967, shortly after the summer. It's been a year, maybe. And they're like, well, this is It hasn't is even over. been a year. Yeah. This is two months after no, the I mean, summer No, I mean, it's been ended. a year since the, almost a year, because you said it started in yes. February almost. Yes, exactly. So it's been almost a year, and everybody's like, well, we're done with this. Yeah, yeah. That's a quick movement. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they, had, they marched through San Francisco. They had a coffin filled with beads, incense, and flowers. I mean, I think it was like, oh, we're looking for yet another street festival slash party. What haven't we done? Oh, let's do a funeral. I mean. Yeah. I like certain aspects of that. Yeah. It's kind of funny that they fucking bought a coffin or made a coffin or whatever just for this joke, you know? Uh, Mary Ellen Casper, who was one of the organizers, said, we wanted to signal that this was the end of it to stay where you are. Bring the revolution to where you live and don't come here because it's over and done with. Yeah, I don't know if doing an, a dramatic stage play. Yeah, of I don't think it quite got what they really wanted. really going to work there, guys. Yeah. Maybe just be like, and. <laughs> yeah, that was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just be like, so uh, we're going to start movements everywhere. Please don't come here. <laughs> like, actually yeah. say it. Yeah. Don't like. And here's our extravagant fucking festival that people well, I, should come to. It's like it's. I think that was to get the media there. Oh, okay. Get I can the media here, that and the media goes. So why are you doing this? And they're like, because we Stop don't want to people the... to come here anymore. Yeah. Don't yeah. come here. The movement's over. Yeah, we've you done know. it. Your turn. Yeah. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so a lot of people that were living there in the summer, they kind of drifted. I mean, a lot of people stayed. Yeah. And a lot of people drifted into communes, or they went back home, or they went to college, or they ended up, you know, getting drafted into the war. Or they so went it, to a cult, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it did kind of, you know, start to fade away at that point. But there was still plenty of people coming in, too, so there was it was still congested, but things started getting a little uglier. It started to get a little bit harder, a little dirtier. You know, all the resources were getting stretched very thin. Dirtier? Sorry. Um, <laughs> You know, the drug scene got to be a little bit heavier. Yeah. Um, heavier than LSD? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, LSD's more of like a party drug, I, I guess. Well, I think you've also got the situation where the LSD that had been around earlier in the movement in the 66, 67 was still like pharmaceutical made. So oh, it I was see. pure. They're not like all these, like, we're going to cut it with heroin or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. I don't know if you can cut whatever, it with Whatever it is, but, whatever. but it, is, it is getting a little dicey. Yeah, exactly. Um, this kind of started, it kind of culminated into the Rolling Stones Altmont concert in 69. 
and then the Manson community at Spawn Ranch. Yeah, and so, or whatever they considered that the death of the '60s or something. Yeah, like that, yeah. Or 70s it was or also like, it's yeah, it was also it was kind of when the hippie movement turned from being like peace and love into frightening fucking scary yeah exactly <laughs> exactly like, oh we all believe in peace and love especially all the women that we want to fuck you're peace and love peace and love now here's lsd now go fuck someone yeah yeah that was like they talked yeah. about like the the diggers community which was kind of a cool idea of being this you know we're we can live without uh using money and we yeah. can make but then it's piratey society is what yeah, it sounds like to me within the digger community um unfortunately most of the positions that were um, we're the idea people were the men yeah and we're the ones that have to do all the work that the idea men came up with are the women yeah so yeah misogyny was really high in these days which is crazy for a movement that's like oh we're all about equality but women have to do all this it's like yeah i don't think you understand what the word equality means people. yeah yeah well and like the like the pill had been had come about right and which was a great sexual revolution and it was great for women in a lot of ways because it didn't chain them down oh yeah the pill is fantastic i yes. agree with that yes but then it also kind of created a bit of this situation too where men didn't have any responsibilities either yeah or they could also be like well it's free love baby so that means you have to right do it when i want you to except sometimes yeah. you want to be like i just want to sit here and do lsd and watch Jimi hendrix yeah. not get fucking plowed and forget whatever's yeah. going on yeah sometimes you don't want to get plowed yeah yeah it's <laughs> true i would like that to be on a t-shirt i'd like it to have it a cross stitch hanging on the wall i could do that for you yeah it'd be beautiful oh, that'd be really lovely cute. framed uh-huh anyway uh paul mccartney later reflected the the year of 1967 seems rather golden it was always seemed to be sunny and we wore far out clothes and far out sunglasses maybe calling it the summer of love was a bit too easy but it was a golden summer oh that's a cute that's a cute little yeah golden summer a golden summer so anyway that kind of concludes what i have wow. to say about it yeah do you have any like leftover memories of like that kind of stuff like, i was two no i know that <laughs> so no that's why i said leftover memories you goof i meant like do you have any like do you know anybody who had stories and shit or no not really okay not really because that's what i was trying um, to get at yeah i'm no. aware that you were two <laughs> <laughs> yeah even like you know i had older sisters but they were not that much older no so. that's what i was trying to get at i didn't yeah. know what you knew more firsthand stuff or anything not, not not really, really. not really and of course we were like firmly in ohio too so well, yeah. it truly didn't touch us we did have one time uh i will always remember this we had a family reunion one time like this is in the mid 70s and we had this relative that we didn't know very well came out from california and he was oh i would say in his 70s and he was such a total hippie and he had that's great the peace symbol on a necklace yeah. and it, it was just like wow it was you're like just how like, are we related yeah, yeah yeah he was super cool it was very much like the what you would consider to be like this uh that's funny embodiment of, yeah. of what a hippie was and this wasn't that long after it so yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty funny yeah that's great yeah no the only like uh the early two, 2010s like 2011 2012 the 
uh, idea kind of came back around, mm-hmm. and I was 18 at the time, mm-hmm. so I did do some hippy-dippy things, uh, went off to college, I dreaded my hair, which was a mistake. It was a big, big mistake. Uh, listen, I tried it, I did it, I don't want to do it again, and uh, it's not uh, appropriate as a white person it anymore, isn't... and I, I totally regret that decision, and yes. I did it, and you know what? I'm all own up to it. And Plus, I, even a jar of peanut butter didn't get them out, and we ended it, up having to shave. I did have part to shave part hair. of my head. Although I did actually enjoy. I think I liked having the shave part more than I enjoyed having uh, the whatever white people girl I was on, yeah. which is just mats. Mats. It's tangled mats. Mats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I will probably never do it again. But it was an interesting experience. Although that is when everything kind of popped back around a little bit. So. You know, if you are about my age, you probably did some of these things, uh, like we smoked a bunch of weed. Yeah. Shocker. When you're in college, is kind of what you do. I mean, everybody does that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think I don't think uh, LSD really made a prevalence, but Molly, yeah. Molly came around. Yeah. So, yeah, the mentality still kind of hangs out. You know, it it just comes back every couple of years. Oops, sorry, I hit the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I didn't mean to. <laughs> But the movement comes back around every once in a while, so that's kind of neat. And that's yeah, when I for listen, sure. That's when I listen to a lot of yeah. Jefferson and Airplane. And, it's, you know. There's definitely, like, um, a lot of good things did come out of it. The, the idea that you can uh, question authority was mm-hmm. really good, obviously. The, the protesting of the war. Um, oh, yeah. Which was obviously good. This movement towards... Um, health and whole foods there was a, a huge movement towards alternative religions and um, very cool you know going to like the yogis and just trying just ex- experimenting different things and i also think what's really good about it too is the idea that you should um take the time to explore your um you know, even if you just do it mentally, ex- explore your life, explore oh, yeah. what, what it is. Don't, don't say, I just, I believe whatever my parents believed in, or I believe whatever they took me to, to when I was a child, but also think, do I really believe in this? Oh yeah. Are, are these my core values? If they are, that's great. I'm not, I think whatever anybody wants to believe in is oh, great yeah. for as them. As long as you're happy. As long as you're getting comfort it, from it. it. Yeah. But, but also to say, but it's okay if somebody else has different beliefs than mine yeah you know that doesn't make them any less valid as long as your core beliefs don't involve you know harming another person in some way then you know if it if it empowers you but I I do think people should take the time to explore that and I think that includes your sexuality too and I don't think that you have to physically act upon it to explore your sexuality but I think that you should take the time to figure out what it is that um gets to you you know oh, yeah. and, so sitting, and allow yourself that yeah sitting down and thinking about uh what you're sexually attracted to or just attracted to in general not even sexually just uh what you think is cool or what you personally aspire to or like is a super important part of becoming an adult and uh i think that the hippie movement really kind of shows that like yeah. okay we're all gonna we're gonna figure our shit out which yeah. is very cool and i do appreciate that yeah. there are some aspects of the hippie culture that i don't love for sure you know um i do find it funny the the health craze and then also just taking a bunch of drugs to me is a really funny yes. like uh contradiction contradiction yeah, yeah. i find yeah. that very funny although i'm not gonna sit here and act like i'm the most healthy person in the world yeah it's but, just funny that that's such a yeah i mean it, a lot of it was just that um 
the, the two prevalent drugs were obviously marijuana and LSD, right. and um, nobody really knew what the side effects of LSD were going to be. It right. was fairly, you know, it's kind of unknown. And pot was considered to be just, well, it's a it's a weed, so it's it's not unhealthy. And then, obviously, I think that there are things that it isn't unhealthy about it. I yeah. Mean, you know, it, it's a plus and minus drug. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of uh, smoke filling yes. your lungs. Just smoke or smoking. Uh, yeah. Just kind of, I don't love it. Yeah. But, you know. I'd rather smoke weed than, like, anything else, so... Well, yeah, yeah. You know, it is kind of a plus and minus. Yeah. (laughs) Your dog is ridiculous. The dog is laying on Rachel like it's a baby. It is a baby. At least it keeps her from barking, so... Hi. But she is the most ridiculous animal. She, I think she's just a human baby. Like, this isn't a dog. She's just covered in dog hair. Yes. And she has no teeth. Well, she's old. Yeah, she's really old. Yeah. I'll put a, I'll put a picture of the dog on the Instagram in case anyone's curious. There you go. She's uh just a fucking lazy dog. Oh, she wants to know what the microphone is. <laughs> she's curious. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up now. So yeah. thanks to Billy Zen for our theme song, Don't I Know You. Thank you, Billy. Thanks to Rachel Karn for our logo. You're welcome. Um, now you know the inspiration behind the logo in yeah. case you looked at it and went, what the fuck? What, is, what does that mean? <laughs> Why? Why? I think it's really awesome because it's it really captures like that feeling of those uh those sixties posters and stuff, but with podcast women. Thank you. I think it's really Thank cool. Thank you. Uh, I this is like the second or third time I've drawn in that style, uh, and I did one. I did one poster. This is a small stupid story, but I'll tell it anyway. Uh, f- when I was in high school, we did prom posters or after prom posters because mm-hmm. this is when everybody was like, you know, after prom. So we did after prom posters, and the one that I did was in the vein, and we were tigers. We were, so it was a tiger in mm-hmm. the vein of, uh, the sixties and seventies posters, and it was up at the school, and I couldn't tell you what happened to it. Yeah, I never saw it. And I don't think you saw it was up at the school, yeah. but I don't, I don't know who's, I don't know who has it or anybody has it. I have no idea. Um, but it was cool. cool. It was a cool poster. Cool. So that was that was my first time. Doing this kind doing of... Doing that kind of artwork. And then I've done it a couple times since then. Yeah. Just for fun. And then for this. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. I just... I love the art style. Yeah. It's really cool. I love bright colors. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen my other artwork, which I do have an Instagram for my artwork, at uh, Rach Karn, in case anyone's curious. But uh, I love the colors so much. Okay. And we have an Instagram, Tales yes. from the Rock Side. Tales and a from Facebook. the Rock Side. And we have a Facebook, also Tales from the Rock Side. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I have a personal Instagram. If anyone wants to see artwork, go for it. Please like and rate and review us on iTunes. We love that. We're on iTunes, and the ratings are super, super important. Um, we're also on Stitcher yep. and Google Play yep. and a lot of other podcasts. A whole bunch of things. Uh, I use what do you, you use overcast right? i use overcast um and i use cast box yes and it's <laughs> yeah talk is ridiculous uh so they're on both of those as well which is pretty dope We've, that's brand new very yep. cool yep and recommend us to everyone you know we need listeners we We'd appreciate love some listeners, listeners. we love some listeners i have someone from uh a group i don't remember what mfm group it is because it's it's a facebook group it's a facebook group uh i think her name was 
Mary or Molly or something with an M. Megan. It was Megan. Megan. Thanks, Megan. Yeah, if you're still listening. <laughs> if you're still listening the, after all this. After the one episode that what you up, did Megan? She said she subscribed and is fucking killing it. I won't say her last name for obvious reasons, but what up, Megan? You're yeah. like our favorite listener right now. <laughs> so where do we go from here? Which is the way that's clear? Rock on. <laughs>